You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello, and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Hi, I'm Ken. Uh, welcome to the show. It's a very special one. We got Jeff in the studio across from me. And that's it. We got Matt on the, on the, <laughs> on the computer. I'm on the computer. And uh, Neil's feeling a little under the weather. His voice is a little shot. He's got to stop. Uh, he went to a BTS concert, I believe, and was screaming all night long. So he lost his Story voice. checks out, yep. Yep, that's definitely what happened. Uh, how you guys doing? Good. Oh, Happy great. To be here. Glad. Uh, feeling, feeling ready for a, a game of trivia today? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Watching a, good... a lot of Jeopardy. I'm ready to go. That's a good sign because we oh. have... Uh, is that because you get it in prime time where you're at now? Yeah, I love the 8 p.m. Jeopardy. It's uh, awesome. I, I wish. The 3.30 Chicago nonsense. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's a great sign that you guys are ready for some trivia because guess what? We got to play some. Uh, right. Let's start with our guest today. Uh, as we said, we're, we're trying to bring in some uh, classic Patreon supporters Patreon Classic, as we call it. Uh, this uh, first one is a Savage Superstar. He joined Patreon on February 6, 2018. Very, very close to the beginning of our of our adventure here. And we can't thank him enough for that. Uh, Scott Barber, welcome back to the show. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I like I like classic rather than old. Yeah. I, I get old a lot, so so uh, yeah, classic works a lot better. I like that. Yeah, nice to see you again as always. But can you remind the uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah, uh, Scott Barber out of uh, West Virginia. Um, just a CPA, uh, work for the Treasury Department of the Federal Government. Boring accountant, as I like to say. And uh, but an interesting just, man. Well, you know, people say that, but I think it's like accounting level interesting. Like I say, I'm funny for an accountant and I'm interesting for an accountant, which the bar is pretty low. So (laughs) 
expectations stay low with that kind of a career choice, I think. But, but at the office, you're in the top like 95th percentile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm the wild man at the office for, <laughs> for, for the accountants. You know? Lampshade firmly on Exactly. Head, right. <laughs> He saves his dinner till 6.30 p.m. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. yeah, no blue plate here. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, wonderful to see you again, as always. And uh, before we play, we're going to need a host. And today, that is Savage Superstar, who joined uh, fairly recently, a couple, couple, two, three years ago. Uh, that is uh, Kylie Diggs. Thank you so much for uh, being here. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Kylie Diggs. I live in Mesa, Arizona, and I am a trivia writer. I uh, run Brainwave Trivia, and if you are in the crop on Facebook, you see that uh, I do like the weekly picture puzzles that go in there. That's something that comes from Brainwave Trivia. So it's a just a trivia subscription service, and I write games that get hosted in bars across the country every week. And I also uh, do hosting here um, in Mesa and Gilbert, a couple of bars that I do weekly games at, and a little freelancing on the side, but mostly just hashtag trivia life. And congrats on going full-time with your trivia adventure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's very cool. I'm mm -hmm. uh, I'm always excited to see the puzzles come out in the crop. Those are so Can't hard to me. Nope, Other no people way. are doing them. <laughs> I know that they're not hard for uh, everybody, but they're hard to me. Some people, well, you, you can, if you can get like one, two, maybe that third one, you can kind of claw your way in there yeah. and it really breaks the door. I always open, have fun but... checking them out, though. Yeah, I'm always like, as soon as the answers are spoiled by people smarter than me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get Interesting. it. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> Kylie has written a game for us today, and we're excited to play. But first, we need some teams. It's going to be Scott and Matt. Any team name for you guys? Uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about accounting, uh, being big fans of 90s bands. Uh, Scott, what did we come up with? I think we came up with Accounting Crows. Accounting Crows. That's a great name. And yeah. uh, since uh, me and Jeff are in the studio and we're a team, uh, sticking with the 90s band theme, we'll be Hootie and the Brofish because we're bros. So those are the teams. Let's get the rules. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Them's the rules. Uh, I think we're ready to play. So, Kylie, you want to take it away? You bet. So, round number one, question one. Your category is, well, he wasn't wrong. When George Clooney took the stage to accept his Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in 2006, he opened his speech by quipping, all right, so I'm not winning director. Clooney was the first person to be nominated on the same night for directing and acting on two different films. For five points, what film was he nominated as best director? And another five points, what film did he win for acting? A bonus five, if you can name the director he lost to later that night, fulfilling his prophecy. We're going to go ahead and lock in on this one. Uh, not super sure, but we at least have a guess. So, so I'm pretty sure Syriana is what he won best supporting in i'm not sure 
who directed that. I don't think he did. Uh, I know the Descendants came out around the same time. I'm not even sure if he directed that, but I think Descendants might have been the movie he directed that was nominated, maybe. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to guess Peter Jackson for Return of the King as the director he lost to. Okay. Um, we put Up in the Air as uh, maybe the acting mm. one, uh, Syriana as the one that he directed, and Scorsese as the director that he lost to. Okay. So a little bit of points here. The movie that he won for Best Supporting Actor was Syriana. So that'll be five points for Accounting Crows. The movie that he was nominated for Best Director but lost was the Edward R. Murrow movie, Good Night and Good Luck. And uh, that year was the year that Crash won Best Picture, but Best Director went to Ang Lee for Brokeback Mountain. Oh, Oh, that's right. Good reasoning, guys, though. Now, we were both really close. <laughs> but who did who did uh, direct Crash? Just out of curiosity now. Paul Haggis, I think. Yep. Like I said, nobody mm. that you need to know. <laughs> you, you nailed that for sure. All right. Well, what good job picking up a few points on that one. Uh, Let's get number right. two. Question two. Category is a little monkey business. A Japanese snow macaque named Darwin became an internet sensation in 2012 when he was spotted wearing a fabulous shearling coat, wandering around the parking lot and entrance of what major retailer, the source of his meme name? Oh, this showed up in my memories very, very recently, so we can lock in. I have Good. not this seen all this. you, Matt. Do you? A Do you monkey in a, ma- a macaque monkey dressed up in a, and a nice fancy coat. coat. Burberry, the Burberry monkey. I... I mean, I could see a Burberry macaque. Okay. Burberry. Or Burberry. Uh, This monkey was very notable because he looked a lot like Joe Namath in his coat. Uh, This was the Ikea monkey. That's correct. It was the Ikea monkey. This is my specialty. I feel bad, but, but it is. I remember the I remember the seeing the clip. I didn't remember the store. So good job, Matt. I asked mm-hmm. me a question about Pizza Rat, where where it will be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> question three. I for one welcome our robot overlords. Introduced by Honda in 2000, what humanoid robot has had adventures around the world to promote science and technology research, including ringing the bell at the New York Stock Exchange, conducting the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, and dancing during an audience with then Prince Charles? The company officially retired the bot in March 2022, citing a new focus on practical applications of the technology he helped develop. And an accidental outburst of killing all humans. Uh, But we are uh, locked in. Oh, you know this robot. Are you familiar with this robot? Scott? Not in the least. I didn't know this existed until just I, now. I'm so not familiar with this robot at all, no. Usually something like that that bounces around for two decades usually doesn't ex- uh, escape a lot of blind spots with me because this is right in the yeah right in the wheelhouse of stuff that I should know and just for whatever reason don't. Yeah, I've got nothing with this. Okay, well, let's go thinking it's a Toyota robot, right? That's what they said. Honda. Mm-hmm. Honda robot. Or Honda, Honda robot, yeah. I think it would have a happy Americanized name. What about like Tom the robot? Tom, yeah, the, he jumped from MySpace and uh, ended up becoming <laughs> yeah. the uh, robot for Honda. I like it. Let's go yep. with it. I'm assuming that the uh, name was science fiction inspired. Um, cause Asimov? Because it's, it's close to a science fiction writer, and I believe this is Asimov. 
That's correct. It is Asimo. Oh, interesting. Asimo is adorable. That's why. Yeah, he's toddler sized. He dances around. Um, <laughs> apparently, so he was, uh, I've read that he was named uh, for Isaac Asimov, but then they created a backronym for his name. So it stands for Advanced Step in Innovative Mobility. Sure it is. Mm-hmm. No, that's the See, whole point of the back, acronym. A backronym. See, yeah, you're, you they, fit it yeah. after the fact. Yes. Yeah, they just need to get to the fifth iteration like, of him. So like that every way bill. it's Asimo 5. So that, that it's really Asimov. <laughs> All right, question number four. There's an app for that. The logo for Snapchat features a yellow background and the outline of a ghost whose name is an homage to a member of what seminal rap group whose debut single Protect Your Neck was released in 1993. Five bonus points to also give the ghost app icons nickname. I think I know this one, Matt. I 100% know the group, but okay. we can we can chat about the or okay. I I think I know the nickname too, but yeah, I think I know I know the group. I think I know the nickname. All right, these guys are locked in. Um, are we thinking it's Wu Tang? It is Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. So should the ghost just be named Wu? Well, Ghostface Killer was in Wu Tang Clan, right? But the ghost surely isn't named Ghostface Killer. <laughs> he could be, or or the RZA. Mm-hmm. Or old duty bastard. I mean, these are Ray all great ghost names. Say woo the ghost. Okay. No. Sure. All right. Yeah, we we definitely know that it's Wu Tang, and I I was leaning towards Ghostface. What about you? I think it's Ghostface Chilla. Is oh. it Ghostface Chilla? That sounds amazing. If it is, so that's what we're gonna lock in with. Okay. All right. So uh, he was named in honor of Wu Tang Clan. Ten points for both teams, and the. Icon's nickname is Ghostface Chilla. Wow. 15 for them. (laughs) Nice. All right. Nice. Cool. Getting those meme points. All right. Let's get one more question, then we'll find out how badly we're getting beat by. Category five. I'm going to have an art attack. Jeff Koons holds the record for the most expensive sculpture by a living artist sold at auction, $91.1 million in 2019, for his 1986 stainless steel piece that is named for and resembles an abstract version of what animal? Have you heard of this one, Jeff? You sounded like you had. Yeah, I I dabble in the, the luxury art markets. Um, <laughs> I believe it. Meaning you look at stuff online? Yes, Um well, I'm fascinated by, you know, it's it's ways of of you know money laundering and moving. maybe you'd like to buy one of my paintings, <laughs> one of my child's paintings. Well, unless uh, you know, not my child's paintings, but like my childlike paintings. Do you accept Bitcoin? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll Gary take Vee made millions off it, just so you know. Same thing. We'll lock in. All right, so they are locked in. How much do you know about high end sculpting art? Not a lot, especially with uh, currently living artists. Yeah. If it was some of the classic the ones, yeah, the famous yeah. ones and the ones that are, you know, mm-hmm. high-end paintings that were sold. Um, it seems like art questions always hit me that one layer <laughs> past where, I, where I'm really yeah. decent at. So, Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, initially, for some reason, giraffe hit me in the face, and I don't know why. But I think that a giraffe sculptor sculpture would be very fun, and you can make it very abstract. I like it. Let's go with it. Yeah, I'm. Th- I'm definitely thinking of another artwork. Um, but we said shark. So no points on this one. Mm. It is a rabbit. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You stainless steel rabbit. I, I Are you thinking about now. the shark? Are you thinking about the shark that's enclosed? In yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. In formaldehyde by... Um, yeah, the one in formaldehyde. That's right. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember. Yeah. Can't remember who did it either. <laughs> Again, one layer past where hmm. I'm good at. Well, let's get the scores <laughs> really quick, and then uh, Jeff will pull up that artist that he's thinking of. Uh, we just yanked in 20 points on this one. How about you guys? And we are at 30 points. All right. So not as uh, bad of a beating as I expected. Uh, just thanks to those bonus points for you. All right, let's get uh, number six. Question six, category in the swim of things. What flamboyant U.S. swimming bro found himself in a mess of controversy during the 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, when he falsely claimed he had been held at gunpoint and robbed by men wearing police badges? Turns out he drunkenly vandalized a gas station and had an altercation with some security guards for which he later apologized. Definitely not a situation to make you say, yeah. We are in. Did you get find that artist? That was Damien Hurst. Was the one I was thinking. Cool. That's right. It is Damien Hurst. And we're locked in. Um, was this was this Ryan Lochte? That's what I have written down. Was Ryan Lochte? Yeah. It was like it wasn't Phelps. Phelps is nope. a lot. So I I'm think... pretty sure it was Ryan Lochte. Yeah. Okay. We can lock. I'm pretty in. confident about that. Lock in with Ryan Lochte. That's why I said we're in and not locked in. Uh, yeah, we said Ryan Lochte. <laughs> Ryan Lochte is correct. Points for both teams. All he has right. a very punchable face. Oh. He does have a punchable <laughs> face, right? Evidently and very punchable. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question seven. Give my regards to Broadway. Billy Porter won a Tony in 2013 for his role as Lola in Kinky Boots, a musical with a book by Harvey Farstein and music and lyrics by Cyndi Lauper. The show was based on a 2005 film of the same name that starred what actor as Lola? This man earned his first Oscar nomination playing Solomon Northup the year after Porter took home his Tony. All right. A lot of this question sounds like super familiar, especially the name Solomon Northup, and I just can't seem to place it. So we're going to lock in with a guess. Um, I'm not feeling very confident, though. Yep. We are also in the same boat. Uh, Scott, you had some frame of reference you said it's the guy from 12 years a slave i think it's the i think it's the main character from 12 years a slave movie i haven't seen and (laughs) um for lack of not being able to pull the right answer we just guessed chadwick boseman we're gonna go with uh hugh jackman just because we know he's a musical actor so you were very close to it, Accounting Crows. Uh, Solomon Northup is the protagonist of 12 Years a Slave, and that actor was Chiwetel Ejiofor. That was it. That's it. He, he played Lola in Kinky Boots, the movie. Oh, I had no idea. All right, question eight. Category is you are what you eat. For people eating a vegan diet, a good substitute for egg whites in cooking and baking is the viscous liquid found in cans of legumes like chickpeas, which has what name derived from the Latin for bean and water? Okay, resident vegan, uh, I'm going to let you. I've never put bean juice in, in anything, so. <laughs> One cup of bean juice, please. Mm-mm-mm. We're going to take le from legume and... Mame qua, from Japanese for bean. And qua from aqua. And it's called liqua. Liqua? I, I believe that's how you pronounce LaCroix incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, I got a six pack in my fridge right now. Um, Scott, do you, what do you know about bean water? <laughs> uh, not a lot. Um, not a lot at all. Don't mm-hmm. know the first thing about bean water. 
other than I do not want to eat it. Yeah. (laughs) That's the first thing I know about being wild. I don't know. I I crack open that can of uh, black beans. Just drink it straight. Yep. Yeah. Sweet, sweet bean water. All right. Yeah. So tap. Breakfast of champions. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a double tap. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this uh, viscous liquid is called aquafaba. Oh, I have heard of that. I just never put it Hmm. together that that's what that was. All right. Question number nine. Fake it till you make it. Pronounced zygomatic arches have long been a standard of human beauty, and you can watch endless hours of YouTube beauty tutorials to help you fake them if you weren't born with them. What are they better known as? Yeah, I think we're locked in. Oh. First thing I think of is cheekbones, but... If, I think uh, it might be based on the hours of YouTube tutorials or whatever she said. I think it might be eyebrows. Oh, okay. Well, I think there's a lot of eyebrow TikTok and Snapchat, and I've seen a lot of them um, through osmosis. Uh, I don't watch them. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I have wonderful brows. Uh, we, we can... <laughs> With eyebrows. Sounds good. Yeah, we locked in with cheekbones. Points for Hootie and the Brofish. It is cheekbones. Uh, You win. (laughs) (laughs) Question 10 is a before and after. So it's going to be two clues and they will squish together with a shared word in the middle. The iconic aluminum foil wrapped chocolate with a flat bottom teardrop shape is waiting in the dressing room of the actors starring in the Cole Porter musical based on Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. One more time. The iconic aluminum foil wrapped chocolate with a flat bottom teardrop shape is waiting in the dressing room of the actors starring in the Cole Porter musical based on Shakespeare's The Taming of the Shrew. So the musical is the second part. Yeah, I, I think I got I think I got a guess. Man, that look but... great. I mean, that's I have the first part in agreement with you, but. All right. So obviously the first part is Hershey's Kiss, and that's where it gets more difficult. So we're looking for a musical that starts with the word kiss. Oh, is it Kiss Me Kate? Kate? All right. I think we're going to go Kiss Me Kate. (laughs) Hershey's Kiss Me Kate. Scott, is that what we went with? That's what we went with. Hershey's Kiss Me Kate. That's what I have written down. And that's exactly right. Good job, both teams. I heard Neil mention that like four or five times. I didn't know it was about uh, Timmy of the Shrew. But uh, at the end of the first round, it looks like uh, we're in a dead heat. I'm pretty sure. We got 50 points, and you got? We added 20 more, so we have 50 points. Very cool. All right. Uh, And let's uh, move along to the swing round. What did you have prepared for us today? All right. So it's swing round. It takes three. Each of these rounds questions are in the form of a tri-bond. Find the common denominator from each set of three clues. Every answer is a single word. So even if the clues lead you to something that has multiple words, the answer to the tri-bond will be a single word. All right. Number one, Winnie the Pooh's imaginative friend, host who offered audiences champagne wishes and caviar dreams, the first Mrs. Mike Tyson. Question two, the appropriate time for topaz, Axel Rose's favorite kind of precipitation, a 2001 tearjerker starring Charlize Theron and Keanu Reeves. Number three, 
Call for the breakup of a military formation. Entry in the Mission Impossible franchise, a popular post-apocalyptic video game. Number four, a hatchet-wielding prohibitionist, a Manolo Blahnik wearing a New York single gal, a blood-drenched telekinetic. Number five, a frequent partner of assault, Manhattan's southernmost park, a baseball team's number one and number two. Number six, a long, generally piled-high sandwich, Shakespeare ingenue who fakes her death, early Mariah Carey ballad. Number seven, what Wendy Darling mends for Peter Pan, Dodge model produced from 1987 to 1994, the guy who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. Number eight, famed portrait by Dutch artist Vermeer, Jack Sparrow's first desire, funnier die foul-mouthed toddler. Number nine, pink animated character voiced by Anna Kendrick, presidential patriarch's family nickname, one of the ingredients in an everything bagel. Number 10, Crazy Town's one-hit wonder, one-fourth of the individual medley, opener of the Reading Rainbow theme song. Cool. I was going to say you could have just stopped right after Crazy Town, but uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be thinking about these answers, and we'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, we are back uh, from our short break. And I uh, just want to remind everybody, hey, uh, we do get a lot of our funding from Patreon, including these lovely people who are our guests today on the show. Jeff, can you tell the, the folks a little bit about our Patreon? So thank you very much, Ken. Yeah, we are seeing excellent stuff from our patrons uh, the last couple months in particular. We really are appreciative of all the support we get there. So Patreon is a voluntary subscription service where as, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get things like Ad Absolution. What's that? Well, you don't have to feel bad about the fact that you're not listening to our ads anymore. So you can get ad-free episodes, every single episode on Patreon, sometimes early, depending on what the production schedule looks like. Uh, and there's so many more great perks there. But if you are interested in helping us support the show directly, like Kylie and Scott are, we would really appreciate it. So thank yes, you very much. Thank you so much. And it does help us individually as well as uh, carrying the show forward. Uh, let's get our questions one more time and we'll give our answers. Number one, Winnie the Pooh's imaginative friend, host who offered audiences champagne wishes and caviar dreams, the first Mrs. Mike Tyson. We took it from uh, Christopher Robin and just had to assume that the other ones were Robin something. <laughs> so we went with Robin and not Christopher. 
Yeah, the other two are uh, Robin Leash and uh, Robin Givens. So uh, we also went Robin. Both teams are correct. It is Christopher Robin, Robin Leach from Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, and Robin Givens. Number two, the appropriate time for Topaz, Axl Rose's favorite kind of precipitation, a 2001 tearjerker starring Charlize Theron and Keanu Reeves. Uh, we're going November, our current month. Yeah, November rain was the giveaway there. We said November. Exactly right. Uh, November, uh, November is correct. Topaz is the birthstone for November. And the movie with Charlize Theron and Keanu Reeves was Sweet November. Number three, call for the breakup of a military formation, entry in the Mission Impossible franchise, a popular post-apocalyptic video game. Uh, Fallout. Yeah, we also went Fallout. We, we went back and forth on this, and then I finally was just like, oh, well, th there was a Mission Impossible movie called Fallout. And so I said that, and I was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that That's kind of the game franchise Fallout, yeah. <laughs> Fallout is correct. Number four, a hatchet-wielding prohibitionist, Manolo Blahnik-wearing New York gal, blood-drenched telekinetic. There's only one blood-drenched telekinetic that I care so much about, uh, Carrie. Yeah, Carrie Bradshaw. Uh, we said Carrie. Exactly right. And the first one was Carrie Nation, the prohibitionist, Carrie Nation. Number five, a frequent partner of assault, Manhattan's southernmost park, a baseball team's number one and number two. Uh, we're going with battery. Yeah, I used to uh, work for uh, Department of Corrections, and and uh, one of the things that I was gifted from some of my fellow employees was a little salt and pepper shaker, and one of them was a salt, and the other one was a battery. So <laughs> uh, the pepper was the battery. Yeah. So we also went with battery. Points for both teams. Uh, assault and battery, of course, the crime, battery park, and a pitcher-catcher duo is often referred to as a battery. I didn't know that. I bet you Numbers. Did, I sure did. <laughs> Number six, a long, generally piled high sandwich, Shakespeare ingenue who fakes her death, and Mariah Carey ballad. Can do this one pretty quick, uh, which makes him my hero baby. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, if you're holding out for a hero, you don't have to wait too long. We also said hero. That's correct. A hero sandwich, a hero from Much Ado About Nothing, and the song Hero. Number seven, What Wendy Darling Mends for Peter Pan, Dodge model produced from 87 to 94, guy who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. Going with Shadow. Uh, we also went with Shadow. You are both right. I had a Dodge Shadow for a while. It was a nice little car. Uh, number eight, famed portrait by Dutch artist Vermeer, Jack Sparrow's first desire, funny or die foul-mouthed toddler. Yeah, shame we're not... Uh talking about Mia Goth right now and her marvelous portrayal in that new horror movie. But uh, we went with Pearl. Yeah, she wouldn't give Will Ferrell a break on his rent. Uh, I believe that was Pearl. It was Pearl. The portrait girl with a pearl earring and Jack Sparrow, of course, is after the Black Pearl. Number nine, pink animated character voiced by Anna Kendrick, Presidential Patriarch's family nickname, one of the ingredients in an everything bagel. I want to be honest, I only thought about the everything bagel and took the only ingredient that would be a good name or a nickname. And we went with Poppy. We also had trouble with this one, but also landed on Poppy. Points for both teams. Anna Kendrick played Poppy in Trolls. Poppy was the nickname of George H.W. Bush and Poppy seeds are part of an everything bagel. 
Number 10, Crazy Town's One Hit Wonder, one-fourth of the individual medley opener of the Reading Rainbow theme song. Butterfly. I just realized that that was like a swimming thing for the second one, but yeah, we said butterfly. We just tuned it out after <laughs> Crazy Town. <laughs> Once you hear Crazy Town, you don't need much else, right? Yeah. It is butterfly, sorry. And uh, that brings each of our scores to a cool hundo because we aced that round. Uh, Crushing it. Crushing it. All right, let's move on to round two. Round two, question one. The category is, when did that happen? So I'm going to give you three clues to events from the same year. If you guess the exact year they are all from, you get 10 points. Five points if you're within two years either way. Playing for the Philadelphia Warriors, Wilt Chamberlain scores 100 points in a single game against the New York Knicks. Marilyn Monroe is found dead at her Brentwood home at age 36. The Jetsons premieres on ABC. All right, so these guys are locked in. Uh, Jeff, I just watched that Blonde movie, right? and then I was reading some stuff about Marilyn Monroe, so I think it's early 60s. I think you're right. I was thinking late 50s, but that's, I think, when Will Chamberlain started playing um, or when he had, like, college records. I would be comfortable with 63, maybe. Well, she's saying, she's saying happy birthday, Mr. President, right? So Kennedy was inaugurated in 60, so it has to be, or 61, so it has to be in the early, Six, let's say, like the early 60s. And that was kind of her downfall around she that time. Would, so. I would say, I th- and putting her born 29 makes sense. I like 64 as an okay, answer. Okay, we'll go 64. That is some amazing, amazing reasoning from Jeff with the, uh, the John F. Kennedy logic there. Um, but I'm uh, 99% sure this is 1962. I've seen Wilt Chamberlain hold up that 100 with the date underneath it a million times. What did you, do you think the same thing, Scott? I had it between 62 and 63. So if you've got Thunder or 62, we can go with that. Yep. Locking in 1962. And the correct answer is 1962. Nice. Can't beat that. Well, we'll take our five points on that one. All right. Question number two is one hell of a dame. What late dame of the British Empire made her name as Emma Peel on the 60s British TV show The Avengers and was still killing the TV game and Prince Joffrey five decades later as Queen of Thorns Olenna Tyrell on Game of Thrones? Give me a sec. Yeah. Um, Not a a single clue on this side for me. Man, I got a guess on this, but I don't don't know if you've got thunder on it or not. I okay, um, Jeff has uh, remembered the name. We were struggling for a second, but we're good to go. And I verify that that's correct. All right, so they're all locked in. You said you had a guess. What were you thinking, Scott? I was thinking Vanessa Redgrave, but I could be wrong. Oh, that's a strong name. It's a name I've heard of. So those are two things that I like. I think we can lock in with that then if you got nothing else. I don't I don't have much else, but I, I'm. Uh, it's another one. It's kind of like the uh, the previous actor guess uh, where I think yeah. I'm in the right ballpark, but I'm not quite dead on with it. So All right. Well, either way, we're going to lock in with Vanessa Redgrave. Okay, so that's a good guess. Um, I mean, Vanessa Redgrave, definitely a, a talented actress in her own right, talented acting family. Um, pretty sure, oh, I don't, Ken, this is so tough. Diana I, Rigg. I think it's Diana Rigg. Yeah. All right, points for one team. The correct answer is Diana Rigg. Good job. I just wanted yeah. to keep saying Riggs, Murtaugh. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote down Riggs. I was like, I think it's Rigg. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, she was a Bond girl when she was younger. She was in the, um, the, who was the first, uh, the 
Doctor Sean no. Connery. Doctor No. So she was like one of the first two or three movies. Okay. Quite fetching when she was young. That's all I remember. Okay. <laughs> I, I <laughs> take that out. <laughs> all right. Category three is horsing around. Inspired by the personal emblem of World War I fighter pirate Francesco Baracca, which he painted on his airplanes for luck, what automobile manufacturer's logo is a prancing horse called the Cavallino Rampante? So they're probably guessing Kia. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> no, that's probably. the Nine Inch Nails logo now. Oh, that's right. Um, so my first thought was Ferrari. Do they have a horse? That's what I wrote down was Ferrari. I was going back and forth between that and Lamborghini, but Lamborghini's a bull, I believe. Yeah, and it so, sounds Italian. So, I And think I know it's the horse on the, yeah. on the back, too. It seems like it's legs. prancing. I don't know. Yeah. I've never investigated too much because, you know. Never been um, that close to a Ferrari. No, that's not true. I remember <laughs> I worked in Beverly Hills. I saw them all the time. <laughs> I just wasn't allowed to get near them. Don't touch. Um, yeah. So I think we're good locking in with Ferrari. Yeah, we said the same thing. Yep, it's Ferrari. Nice work. Category four is in the pocket. Not to be outshone by his legendary taller and older brother, which NHL center blasted off to a record as the player with the most Stanley Cup wins with 11? Give both first and last name for this answer, s'il vous plaît. All right, we uh, we just locked in a guess. It's kind of random. Uh, not good with historical hockey stuff, to be honest. Well... <laughs> Are you good with hockey stuff, Scott? I know it's Rocket Richard's brother. I know it's Maurice Richard's brother. Is it Pierre Richard? What is his name? He was also on the Canadians, right? When they were winning all those. Cups. Yeah, yeah, they're both on Canadians. I think he also hopped over maybe to the Leafs for a time and won some more cups, but I can't remember exactly. Funny, as soon as they said that, I was like, "Yep, I know who it is." Uh, it's like Henri. Is that is that it? It's our in the pocket has to be a clue, but I don't know French at all. So I'm guessing whatever pocket has to be pocket rocket. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure we can go Henri if you want. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's, I don't know if that's exactly it, but I think it sounds. And that sounds it, right. It's it sounds good. Then. Yeah. All so right. So we can lock, yeah, we'll lock in with Henri, Henri Richard. Richard. Jeff yeah. thinks that's correct now that he's heard it, uh, but we just locked in with a Savard. So 10 points to Accounting Crows. It's Henri Richard. Nice. nice. Good teamwork. Excellent job. He this was is... the younger brother of Maurice Richard, who was known as the Rocket, and Henri was only five foot seven, so he was nicknamed the Pocket Rocket. <laughs> oh, wow. That's hilarious. Uh, that's one of my favorite facts from sports ever. Um, <laughs> category... Definitely my favorite fact from today. <laughs> I'm going to carry that one with me. Category five is Crimea River. An important agricultural region of Vietnam is created by a vast network of tributaries of what river that also flows through China, Myanmar, Thailand, Laos, and Cambodia? We're going to go with Jeff's guess because uh, he's the geography man. So we're locked in. Matt, what you got? Oh, I got a big pile of nothing. Uh, only thing I know is the Yellow River, and I don't know if it's even close to being right, but that's the guess I have. It's a river in the region, and that's the best we have. So sometimes... I know it's a big one, so. Yeah, let's hope for the best. Let's All right. go with that. Let's go with that. Jeff named a river I've never heard of. Yeah, I think it's the Mekong. 
points to Hootie and the Brofish. It is the Mekong. And the agricultural region that it creates is the very lush and fruitful Mekong Delta. All right. We quickly lost the lead, then regained it, and then lost it again, and then regained it. So uh, we're at 135. The other team, 130. All right. Question six. You better work. What alliteratively named model publicly supported Democrat Joe Biden in the 2020 U.S. presidential election, despite her family connections to Republican incumbent Donald Trump via her husband, Joshua Kushner, the brother of Ivanka Trump's husband, Jared? Oh, we can lock in. Hmm. The only alliterative model I can think of is Cindy Crawford. That's the one that's stuck in my head that I can't get out, but it can be Cindy Crawford. Uh, so I don't know. Um, she could pull twenty years or younger. <laughs> um, so it'd have to be a current model. Yeah, do you have anything? I, I, I just yeah, drawing a complete blank. Well, let's let's just say Marissa Miller then, just for fun. Sure. Yeah. I believe this is Carly Kloss. It is Carly Kloss. Wow. Good job. I was wrong. I didn't know it. <laughs> I know her for her affiliation to a certain science guy on the Netflix show, right? Chris Gloss? No. He makes you jump, <laughs> if I recall. Ready for question seven? Yes, ma'am. It's all fun and games until somebody loses an eye. Thanks to a mention on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver and the shutdown of sports due to the pandemic, Dutch brothers Jell and Dion Baker saw their YouTube subscribers double to more than 1.3 million in 2020. What simple toys are the focus of their channel? So, we can lock in. You said like three yeah. or four like Pavlovic sort of <laughs> words for Jeff. Yeah, I feel like I remember talking about this. We got really into watching these YouTube videos. This is this is marble races, right, Scott? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, marbles. Yeah, we two said marbles for marble racing. Yep, points for both teams. They race marbles. Question eight, generation gap. The popular Get a Mac series of Apple ads of the late 2000s featured a young, cool actor playing the hip Mac and an older, square actor in a rumpled suit playing stodgy PC. Five points for each actor you name. We're locked in. Yeah. Well, you know both. Oh, yeah. I know both. Wow. Okay. Uh, Justin Long is the obvious. He is, uh, he is the, the Mac. Mac, right? Who is the PC? Who is? You know what's funny is the PC came to me first. <laughs> Who is the PC? We, I the... like how we both knew both of them. <laughs> he's I another to one of those PC. that guys. So, he is. He is like a prototypical that guy. Yeah, he's one of those that guys. Oh, he's in that guy. He's that guy. He's, he's in that thing that was out. He's last a. Year. He's like a corporate guy in virtually everything. Yep. Um, Shoot, I don't know his name. I don't think it's going. Don't think it's going to come to me. Um, well, we have Justin Long. Yeah, we'll always have Justin Long. <laughs> so you got uh, Justin Long. Uh, anybody else coming to you? I don't no, think so. Just, just throw out Johnson to have a name. Okay. Yeah. Lucky, Lucky Johnson. John Johnson. You're almost there. Yeah, John. <laughs> John Hodgman. And oh, John Hodgman. <laughs> he looks great with a mustache, by the way. The judge himself, yes. It's Justin Long and John Hodgman. Nice. Question number nine. Nobody said anything about math. 
So I'm going to give you a, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to give you a trivia math problem and you substitute the numerical answer for each clue and follow the operation in order to solve the equations, ignore PEMDAS, and your answer will be a whole number. The year Ronald Reagan was first elected president, minus the year the United States entered World War II, divided by the number of the constitutional amendment that restricts the quartering of soldiers in citizens' homes. So, I believe, is Reagan... 84? No, Reagan was 80, uh, well, voted in in 80, took office in January of 81. So we'll uh, say 80? Well, I think to get to get the math right, it's got to be 81. And then U.S. entered World War II. What well, was World War II, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that 41? Uh, that was in 41. So that's 81 minus 41 is 40. Yeah, but I think that the amendment is Amendment 3. Is it the Third Amendment? Okay. Well, in that case, that makes more sense. I thought it was, I thought it was you're right, it is the Third Amendment. That's right. Okay. So in that case, that does make it work. So 39 divided by 3. So we have 39 divided by 3 to get you 13. 13 we're going with. Jeff? Yep, 100%. We said 1980 minus 1941 is 39 divided by 3, 13. A plus on your math quiz points for both teams. It's 13. The fact that it has to be a whole number very much helps because then you can kind of yeah. be like, was it this year? Okay, we got it. Question number 10, laying down tracks. Running on empty by Jackson Brown. It keeps you running by the Doobie Brothers. Go your own way by Fleetwood Mac. On the road again by Willie Nelson. And Against the Wind by Bob Seger make up the soundtrack to a famous montage in what 1994 film? Wing lock in on that. I've never seen the movie, but that's got to be Forrest Gump. It's during one montage? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Probably the running scene. Yeah. I can't believe they put all those songs in that one scene. All right. Yeah, we'll say Forrest Gump. Gump. What so is sound, that's a soundtrack that is noted for being uh, all American in the uh, acts that it features, primarily all American. And 94 uh, is the year for Forrest Gump. We also said Forrest Gump. That's correct. Forrest Gump runs back and forth across the nation because he just felt like running. And any song from the 70s or 80s that had running in the title or lyrics ended up in that montage. It's Forrest Gump. All right, at the end of regulation, looks like we're at 185 here at Hootie and the Brofish, whereas Accounting Crows, a little bit behind at 165, but still a strong score. Anything can happen in the final, so let's get the categories. All right, categories for your final round are the athlete, the criminal, the brain, the princess, and the basket case. These are the various Spice Girls. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, I looked at my game the last time that I came on and hosted, and the final round was Spice Girls themed, so. All right, both teams have their wagers locked in. Everybody's feeling confident. Uh, the scores have been pretty high this game, so it looks like everybody's just going all in. So let's have the questions. Question number one, the athlete. Roger Federer has won 20 Grand Slam men's singles tennis titles and consistently been ranked number one in the world. He's also played in four Olympic Games and won two medals, one in singles and one in doubles, competing for what country? Question two, the criminal. 
In the 2006 film The Departed, Jack Nicholson plays Frank Costello, an Irish-American mob boss who is loosely based on what real-life gangster who headed Boston's Winter Hill Gang? Question three, the brain. In addition to his groundbreaking work in electromagnetism, Michael Faraday also made chemical discoveries, including what hydrocarbon with the formula C6H6 that gives gasoline its unique sweet smell. Question four, the princess. When Kate Middleton walked down the aisle to marry Prince William at Westminster Abbey in 2011, she was wearing a dress designed by Sarah Burton, the creative director of what British fashion label with a perhaps fitting name given Kate's future role? Question five, the basket case. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about the fact that Basket Case is Green Day's only entry on Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time, coming in at number 150? Basket Case was the third single released from Green Day's breakthrough 1994 album Dookie. Name any two of the other four singles from Dookie, any of which, in your host's opinion, could have made that list. All right. Uh, we will be right back after the short break. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. All the answers are now locked in. Uh, We'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, We're taking a slight lead into the final. Uh, We may squander it, maybe not. Let's see. All right, question one. The athlete, Roger Federer, has won 20 Grand Slam men's singles tennis titles, consistently been ranked number one in the world. He's also played in four Olympic Games and won two medals, competing for what country? So Roger Federer is Swiss. I'm like 100% positive. I remember the flag every time he played, the little red with the white plus. So we said Switzerland. 
We also said Switzerland. Roger Federer is Swiss. Points for both teams. Question two, the criminal in the 2006 film, The Departed, Jack Nicholson plays Frank Costello, an Irish American mob boss loosely based on what real life gangster? Weren't positive on this one, but we went with Whitey Bulger. We were a little more sure on this one, and we also went with Whitey Bulger. Yep, played by later by Johnny Depp in the movie Black Mass, an actual biopic of Whitey Bulger. Mm-hmm. Question three, the brain. In addition to his work in electromagnetism, Michael Faraday discovered what hydrocarbon, formula C6H6, that gives gasoline its sweet smell. And we said benzene. Mm, we didn't know. We were just channeling our inner Hank Hill and said propane. Points for Hootie and the Brofish for benzene. Question four, the princess. When Kate Middleton married Prince William in 2011, she walked down the aisle wearing a dress designed by Sarah Burton, the creative director of what British fashion label, with a perhaps fitting name given her future role? Jeff thought it was something with Wales. Future role. Yeah, not her current role. Yeah, we said Wales apparel. (laughs) Sounds very cool. I think with the the queen recently passing, uh, Kate moves up a a spot on her way to being the queen. So we said Alexander McQueen. That is exactly right. Accounting crows, Alexander McQueen. And number five, the basket case. Um, Green Day's only entry on Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time is Basket Case from their 1994 album Dookie. I was looking for any two of the other four singles from Dookie. Well, uh, we've canceled each other out with uh, one wrong answer each in this uh, final. So it's going to come down to this question. We're saying Longview and Welcome to Paradise. Mm. We also said Welcome to Paradise. We said when I come around and I hope that Longview isn't one, even though I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The four singles from the four other singles were Longview, when I come around, welcome to paradise and the radio only single she. That concludes today's game with a very respectable two fifty-five. That is a high score. It is uh accounting crows, but uh, we just couldn't be caught in that final with two seventy-five. Uh, Hootie and the Brofish are today's cream of the crop. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in, but the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Good job, Jeff. That was a, that was a good one. You came up with a lot of answers, sir. As did you. Excellent. That's how this works. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent job to uh, Scott and Matt. Good, good uh, playing with you today. And like I said earlier, it's great to be on. It's great to see everybody again, too. Yes, for so, sure. Uh, yeah. well, we'll we'll say goodbye to you first, Scott. Uh, any any last shout-outs that you want to give? No, nothing really. Just, uh, again, appreciative to be on. Thanks for uh, having me uh, back on. Again, great to see everybody. And uh, nothing much for me to plug or uh, push out there. So just thanks again all right always a pleasure and uh kylie great game today a lot of fun questions that's probably why you do it professionally because you're good at it uh any last shout outs or uh, remind everybody about your company yeah it's brainwave trivia you can check me out at brainwavetrivia.com or on any of the social media platforms and just a shout out to my husband tim who is my number one play tester 
Nice. Very nice. And uh, that'll do it for today. Just want to remind everybody, as always, this is an Airwave Media podcast uh, where you can find other great podcasts such as I Know What Scares You, The Constant, <laughs> and Clever. Clever. Something we hope to be. Yeah. But don't always succeed at. But that'll be today's game for Kylie Scott. Uh, Neil, wherever he may be, my my good friend on the uh, computer screen, Matt. My good friend sitting across <laughs> from me, Jeff. And I'm Ken, and that was Triviality. Triviality.